Welcome to Bible Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we will be in the book of Hebrews, and it will be chapter 1, 1 through 14, and the section here is final word, and then we'll go into Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 18, and the topic here is pay attention. I think this was this will be very eye-opening. Before we get started, let me read what the Bible is so you'll know, and then you can share with others. The Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses, 40 authors, 66 volumes of books, span of 1,500 years, in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe, written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic. Hundreds of subjects and topics. That's... That's just something to, to help you to help you along. I think it'll be very beneficial. No. Okay, so I'm going to be using again the NIV, the New International Version, just to make things easy. As I said in the past, I love the King James too, but I also like, you know, the NIV. Uh, that's that's one that was uh, directly translated from Scripture, um, from the Greek and Hebrew. And also um, the ESV, uh, English Standard Version. That's another good one right there. Now, when I started, I got into the the Living Bible, and that's really good. You know, that was like the first main one they had for a while. They had another one, but it wasn't that great. But the Living Bible was good, too. And then also there's the uh, the New Living Translation. That's pretty good, too. But I would suggest just to kind of stay with the NIV, the International Version, or ESV, English Standard Version. The other two are good, too, but those kind is just really, really good. So let's begin. Let's, let's get into God's Word. All right. Starting at, in Hebrews, the New Testament, chapter 1, verse 1. The topic on here is God's final word, His Son. In the past, God spoke to to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. Verse 2, But in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom all also he made the universe. Verse 3, The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Verse 4, so he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. The next section is the son superior to angels. Verse 5, for to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son, today I have become your father, or again I will be his father and he will be my son. Verse 6, and again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. Verse 7, and speaking of the angels, he says, he makes his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. Verse 8, but about the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of judge, justice, or scepter of judges will, justice, will be the scepter of your kingdom. Verse 9, you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your 
companions by anointing you with all of joy. Verse 10, he also says, In the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Verse 11, they will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. Verse 12, you will roll them up like a robe, like a garment. They will be changed, but you remain the same, and your years will never end. Verse 13, to which of the angels did God ever say, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. So he's just making an, um, he's just saying, you know, have I ever said this to the angels? You know, but no, this is about Christ, God, God in the flesh. Remember, it's the Trinity. It, it, it's one complete, but in, in three beings, yet it's still one God, which is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Okay, now we're going to get into verse 2. I mean, excuse me, chapter 2, verse 1. This section is warning to pay attention. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. For since the message spoken through angels was binding in every violation, the disobedience received its just punishment. Verse 3, how shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confined to us by those who heard him. Verse 4, God also testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. In this section, at verse, starting at verse 5, is Jesus made fully human. It is not to angels that he has subjected the world to come, about which we are speaking, verse 6, but there is a place where someone has testified, what is mankind that you are mindful of him, of them, a son of man that you care for him, verse 7, you made them a little lower than the angels, you crowned them with glory and honor, verse 8, and put everything under their feet. In putting everything under, the, under them, God left nothing that is not subject to them, yet at present we do not see everything subject to them verse 9 but we do see jesus was made lower than the angels for a little while now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death so that by the grace of god he might taste death for everyone let's stop right there see god took our penalty he took our price that we should have paid for our sin everybody who's born in this world because it's fallen it is uh, once they reach the age of accountability where they know they know right from wrong right which is you know as soon as a person knows right and wrong then then that means you you have to go God's way and you will be on your way to hell until you repent until you understand or God draws you with the spirit and then you then you hear the gospel right about having to uh, come to God with a sorrowful heart, repent of your sins, because we all have broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments. That's lying, stealing, looking at another person with lust, but Jesus says you already committed adultery in your heart already. Hating someone, according to the New Testament, if you hate someone, you've already committed murder in your heart. And so on and so forth, you know, so, and that was just a few of them. So we're all we're all guilty. We are are guilty. Even though most people are, they want to be you know self righteous or blame somebody else, never them. But we have to humble ourselves before God. Look in the mirror. That's the sinner you're looking at. We are all sinners. We're all evil. 
We're all depraved. Look at what's going on around you now. Right? So that's where we're all depraved, man. You know? Needing a Savior. We're helpless. And the Bible says no one's seeking God. See, God has to draw you with His Spirit. Because God knows from the foundation of the world. Because He's God. He's sovereign. He knows everything. And He's in total control. He knows who's going to come and who's not coming. And people can say it's unfair or whatever. It doesn't matter what we think. We're looking at it from the worldly perspective. You have to look at it from the spiritual perspective, but through Scripture. What does Scripture say? Those that reject reject that God's sovereign and He knows everything and that we're somehow in control, the only way they can read Scripture is by through a prism or have already an idea of what they want to believe, so they look at it, even though Scripture may say completely different, but they'll read into it something else to make it fit their narrative or what they want to believe. No, we got to read Scripture for Scripture. Read Scripture. Right? Scripture interprets Scripture. You know, we have to look at the Scripture. What does it say? And then if you, if you know hermeneutics, it helps you to, to understand what section is literal, what section is symbolic, what section is poetry, one section is um, an analogy, you know, and they got the parable section. And once you learn that, is you can understand what the Bible is saying. But we need to stop reading into things, and then you have to know your history to know how this is going to work, you know, how this works. And that's why there's a lot of bad theology. they all kind of crazy stuff out here, man, that's destroying the church. Because, you know, people are being taught the wrong things. That happened to me, too. And then, but as I read and study, read and study and pray, read and study and pray, God's showing me there. And plus knowing how to divide the Word of God and then knowing church history and everything that's happened, it helps you to, to understand. Just ask God. He will show you. Believe me. It may take some time, but he'll, He will show you truth. You know, if you're, if you just ask God with a humble heart and say, "God, help me to understand this," you know, and He'll uh, take you down paths of study or whatever, or maybe take some classes, you know. But you have to be careful because, because we have a lot of, uh, a lot of the seminaries are are very corrupted with false theology, and they're messing a lot of people up, you know. But, but anyways, and I'll give you some when we finish here. I'll give you some. Um, resources that'll help you, and actually a uh, free seminary education you can get uh, through Apologia Studios. Uh, you can go to their website, and they have, and also you can watch them on YouTube, and also listen to them on Apple Podcasts. But you go to their website, and they have a free, a whole free, um, a free section there that a uh, a seminary professor that had the right theology. His family, after he died, his family donated all that to Apologia Studio so they can put it on their site. and You can go on there for free and, and get a complete biblical education, you know, with good, with good biblical sources and, and scriptures and understanding scripture. And we'll go through that later. Towards the end, we're almost done. Okay, now, let's go to verse uh, verse 8. And uh, let's see. And putting everything under them, God left nothing that is not subject to them. 
Yet at present we do not see everything subject to them, verse 9, but we do see Jesus who was made lower than the angels for a little while now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. Verse 10, in bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was fitting that God for whom and through whom everything exists should make the, pi the pioneer of their salvation perfect through what he suffered. Verse 11, both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. Verse 12, he says, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters in the assembly. I will sing your praises. Verse 13, and again, I will put my trust in him. Continuing, and again, he says, here am I and the children God has given me. You see? God has given me. He selected certain ones because we're all going to hell. So he selected certain ones that will be that will come to him that want want God. And he says, "Here, here I am." And this is verse thirteen. Here I am, and the children God has given me. Verse fourteen. Since the children have flesh and blood, to he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death we might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil. Verse 15, and free those who all who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Verse 16, for surely is it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants for the reason. Verse 17, for this reason he had to be made like them fully human in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Verse 18, because he himself suffered when he was tempted and he, and he is able to help those who are being tempted. I'm going to go ahead and read chapter 3 too. And that's this section is Jesus greater than Moses. Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. Verse 2, he, he was faithful to the one who appointed him just as Moses was faithful in all God's house. Verse 3, Jesus has been found worthy of greater honor than Moses. Jesus as the builder of a house has greater honor than the house itself. Verse 4, for every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. Verse 5, Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house, bearing witness to what would be spoken by God in the future. Verse 6, but Christ is faithful as the son over God's house, and we are his house, if indeed we hold firmly to your confidence and the hope in which we glory. And the next section is warning against unbelief. Verse 7. So as the Holy Spirit says today, if your heart, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness. Verse 9. Where your ancestors tested and tried me through though for 40 years they saw what I did. Verse 10, that is why I was angry with that generation. I said, their hearts are always going astray and they have not known my ways. Verse 11, so I declare an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. Verse 12, see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. Verse 13, but encourage one another daily as long as it, is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Verse 14, we have 
come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. Verse 15, as has just been said, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Verse 16, who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those Moses led out of Egypt? Verse 17, and with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned? whose bodies perished in the wilderness, verse 18, and to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest, if not to those who disobeyed, verse 19. So we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. So we must believe. You must, have, you must believe and humble yourself and believe in God and put your trust in Christ alone. So you've heard it right here in Scripture, you know, and so, like I said, don't harden your hearts. Do not harden your hearts. You've heard his scripture. You know? Let me read you St. Corinthians 7, 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And these are in, in King James Version. First John chapter one verse nine: If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us, to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Acts chapter three verse nineteen: Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Proverbs chapter twenty verse thirteen: He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whosoever, but whoso confesses and forsaketh them, shall have mercy. Second Chronicles chapter 30, verse 9. For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful and will not turn away his face from you if you return unto him. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is longsuffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew chapter 9, verse 13. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. James chapter 4, verse 8. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your, hand, your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Revelation chapter 3, verse 19, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, or chastise, however you want to look at it. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. So you're constantly hearing, repent, repent, repent. If you repent, you can come to God. And God will take you in. You know, I believe it's in uh, Matthew chapter 11, verses um, 28 to 30. And it says there, and I'm remembering this from the King James, it says, Jesus says, Come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You know, so he's saying, Come to him, because he's the way not only of rest, but of peace and to heaven. Because all those that are not with God are on their way to hell. And we're all 
until you come to Christ, we're all on our way to hell. But once we come to Christ, we realize we're broken. God's moral law, the Ten Commandments, therefore guilty, on our way to hell. And we come with a sorrowful heart, repent of our sins, put our, put our trust in Christ alone, then we can be saved. And then you don't have to fear death any longer. So none of this is rocket science. Right? Okay, I'm going to read you some salvation scripture. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10, the King James. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised you from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth on the righteousness, with the mouth confesseth the made salvation. Romans chapter 10, verse 13, King James Version. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 14 and 50, King James Version. Uh, starting at 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Verse 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. That's why we go out. And Romans chapter 10, verse 17, King James Version says, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. This is why we're out here doing it. And also in Matthew chapter 28, uh, verses, nine, verses 19 through 20, it says, Go out into all the world and teach and baptize. It's commandment of God. We're supposed to do that. Yes, God knows who's coming and stuff, but we don't know who's coming, and, and we don't know when they're ready to come. So we got to go out there and preach the word. And also, nobody will have excuse because the gospel's been there. You know, everybody's going to hear the gospel, but not everybody's going to believe. God knows who they are because he created us from the foundation of the world, and he knows. He's Remember, God's sovereign. He's in control. We're not. You know, and you can think that it's up to us to come. No, the Bible says he draws us. So, what do you need to do? I'd get right with God. Kind of like this, if you're in an airplane and it's about to crash, and it's going to crash, and you get a parachute to jump to save your life, you got to hold, you got to believe in that parachute and hold on to it because it's going to save you from the jump to come. Jesus saves you from the judgment to come. And this is no joke. You can believe there's no hell, but that doesn't mean there isn't. It's like you you can believe that that um. That gravity doesn't exist, but if you jump off a building, you go to splat. I'm just saying. All right. Okay, so let me give you some. What I'm going to do now is give you some resources that will help you. First thing is Apologia Studios with Jeff Durbin, and you can watch him on YouTube. He's got a YouTube channel, and you can go online, and you can put in ApologiaStudios.com. Apologia is A P O. L-O-G-I-A and Studios S-T-U-D-I-O-S dot com so all together and remember you can go to you can go there and you can go to um, to get the free um, uh, you can get the uh, the free seminary education there and really good Bible and instruction studies and everything it's fantastic I think it's a, a, a what is it, uh, Dr. Greg Bonham, I believe that's how it is. You know, I think they call it Bonham U. 
but anyways, yeah, you go, you can just put on the when you get to the to the website, you just put in there. Uh, 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 I think it's Bonner U or something like that, or a seminary, and it should pop it up. And also, I mean, they teach wonderfully too, and they they make it easy to understand. And also, you can go to. On YouTube, Dr. Uh, Dr. Vodi Bakum, and he actually has a website, Vodi Bakum, Vodi Bakum Ministries, and he'll explain it too. It's fantastic. And you go to Living Waters with Ray Comfort, livingwaters.com. Remember, he's on YouTube. All, all these people on YouTube. Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham, answersgenesis.org, Wild Builders um, with David Barton, wildbuilders.com, and he gives you uh, the Christian. Um, uh, the Christian History of America and Around the World, and Dr. Walter Martin, WalterMartin.org, and Walter Martin, you know, YouTube, a great instructor. And you can also go to Bible Education Institute, um, and the website is all lowercase Bible-Education-Institute.webnode.com, and webnode is W-E-B-N-O-D-E. And you can also uh, correspond with us by email. It's all lowercase Bible Education Institute at gmail.com. If you need a Bible, let me know, and I'll be glad to send you one. And let me see. And also, you can, you can catch us on different platforms. We're on YouTube and Rumble video. And then, well, I mean, it's, it's audio, but it's put on the video. I hope to start uh, going back to making um, uh, making uh, you know like like regular videos again too. I just haven't had the time lately, so that's why I just do the audio because it's a little quicker for me. And also, you can find us on audio platforms: Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G Potter, Firefox, Safari iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, Facebook Podcast, Addict, and others. I didn't realize there were so many platforms out there, but that's great. Hey, you know, just get the word of God out. It's wonderful. That's what that's about. And also, you can. Uh, I get a lot of used books and stuff and Bibles to give out of whatever and new Bibles. You can go to uh, for used stuff and new stuff. Abe Books, A B E B O O K S, online or Thrift Books, and you can go to Amazon too. And there's a lot of other places. You, you'll be surprised. And another good um, resource is go to, if you go to to your search 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 engine, you can put in TCT Network, and it'll pop up. And you, there's two of them that's really good. One is Faith in... And you can go on to the on-demand programs and videos. And it's Faith in History with William Federer. He gives you all of uh, of in-depth uh, church history and Christian history in, in America and around the world. And he's really good, very knowledgeable. And then also, if you want to know about the Old Testament, you go to Ancient, Jew and Wis Ancient Jewish Wisdoms with Rabbi Daniel Lappin. I don't think a lot of should be a great help. Now remember, think about your salvation, man, because, you know, once you die, it's too late. And remember, read the Bible daily without fail and do what it says. Until next time.